Hi everyone, welcome back to the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast. I am Kate Moore Youssef, I'm your host, and today I come back with another solo episode. Now I wanted to bring another excerpt from my Tapping Into Your Gold workshop that I hosted a few weeks ago. And a reason why I chose this excerpt was because I think it's really powerful and I wanted to share it with as many of you as possible. And this episode is all about reframing our perceived weaknesses and challenges. And we can spend so much time on these weaknesses that we actually can't see the amazing gold that are within them. And with ADHD, yes, it can be very challenging and hard to live with when we're undiagnosed, when we don't understand what's going on. But when we get the awareness, we get the diagnosis, we're able to look our different traits and the characteristics that have been showing up all our lives. And instead of seeing them as a negative, how can we reframe them? And this is what this episode is all about. And I have to warn you, be prepared to be inspired, inspired to drop maybe some of those old stories and old beliefs and start embracing a new way of thinking and a new mindset that you actually are very special, very unique, and you've been given a brilliant, brilliant brain. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope it helps you see yourself in a new light. And don't forget that the Tapping Into Your ADHD Gold is available to buy on my website, along with lots of other pre-recorded sessions, workshops that I hope will help you thrive and start believing in yourself. I've tried to do as many resources to give you tools and techniques to start feeling empowered alongside your ADHD. So just head to my website. It's ADHD womenswellbeing.co.uk. And now here is the episode. Take care. I wanted to be able to just give you the opportunity to perhaps see the challenges that you faced over the years and give yourself this opportunity to reframe them and allow yourself this compassion. And again, these challenges aren't going anywhere because you've had a diagnosis. Um, you're going to just get more of an understanding. But sometimes, you know, these challenges are always going to be that we think we've dealt with them and they come back again. So I'm not going to read them all out. This is this is for you to just to kind of have a little read. But we're able to reframe these and give ourselves the opportunity to start again and to choose differently and to be more, I would say, maybe be able to curate a way of living and working and creating that works more for you now, as opposed to sort of having to push yourself in a box. So some of the things that I pulled out is we hate being directional. So let's just celebrate this non-linear thinking. We see ourselves perhaps as impulsive. Actually, we're ready to take risks. That's why we make great entrepreneurs, because instead of dilly-dallying and worrying and thinking about all the small details, we just go ahead and do it and then kind of like deal with the repercussions afterwards. We can see ourselves as very sensitive, overly sensitive sometimes, but actually that's our empathy and abundance. So if you want to work in a therapeutic field, you want to be helping people, then that is why ADHD can be so incredible. You know, the amount of ADHD doctors and therapists and counsellors there are, loads of, you know, working in sort of more of the spiritual space as well, and use that empathy and that sensitivity for good. Sometimes we think, oh, we need so much scaffolding, we need our hand-holding all the time, but actually... No, we look out, we know people, you know, we, I think there's so many of us that always know that person that can help us, that person that um, guides us, that person that can just kind of um, be that, that person that we lean on when we need it. Um, we see perhaps this hyperactivity, or this too much energy. Actually, this energy is incredible when we're using it for creating and doing the things that we enjoy. And what we've got to remember is that our past doesn't equal our future. 
So just because certain things have happened in our past, whether it's been breakdowns, you know, relationships, it's been dysfunction and chaos, um, we've not been able to stick to one thing, that doesn't mean that is our future. And it's a really important thing to recognize is that we are constantly evolving and growing and we can see all these different traits and characteristics and we can use them for good now because we have more of an understanding. We have a clearer picture. We've got access to resources and people and podcasts and books and communities that we're not in the dark anymore. We're not in the dark. We're not just like in our own little heads, worrying and wondering. We are able to talk and we're able to ask questions and we're able to connect. And I want you to know that, you know, I have talked about the trauma and the chaos and dysfunction that perhaps we may have grown up in, but that is not our mess. We are not our mess. We're not our past. We are not our parents. We are us and we can make intentional choices. But we also have to give ourselves this time in this space. I know that a few of you sort of were talking about that you're processing a lot. That grief of a diagnosis is very real, of understanding that you've the way you've lived your whole life has now been turned on its head. So we have to relearn how we want to work and live and contribute and where we want to put our energy, because that is vital. The number one cause of burnout, I think, with ADHD is when we put our energy in the wrong place. We have an abundance of energy for the stuff that we enjoy. But when we are pushed to, to use our energy in a way that's not aligned to us, we are very easily burnt out. And so, as you can imagine, you know, what we've been talking about is like our foundations are being rocked and processing and then there's grief. We're in this untethering period. And I actually think from a societal perspective, from a collective, with this subconscious untethering, especially as women, there's this a huge energy that's been going on for the past decade, for sure, that women are stepping into a new era of empowerment, that we are, I think, going to start taking centre stage with politics, leadership, anything like that, where we are being shown opportunities to step into more power. But we also have to be ready for that. We have to kind of, we've got to do the work, the inner work ourselves. Um, and, and that is hard work. So there is a bit of untethering and unraveling and unlayering and relearning. But it's possible because I want you to know because I've done it. And if I can do it, I promise you, I'm no different to any one of you. I really am not. I just kept bloody going. <laughs> So all I did, I just kept going one step, messy step at a time. And when I say one step at a time, there's been very often many times where I've taken one step forward and there's been five steps back. And then I've fallen over, then I've had to pick myself up. And it's been a very non-linear process. So I think that perhaps sometimes we make our lives quite difficult and we make things overly com complicated or maybe we've been overcompensating perfectionism again like I said we're utilizing our energy in the wrong places but when we start leaning into our strengths and start using this expansive energy and I know I keep using this word expansive because it's almost for me it's like this visceral feeling of my chest opening my shoulders opening like almost being sort of pulled towards something where I just feel calm and confident and yes, it can feel scary, but at the same time, it's something that 
it just feels more simple and easy. So this is where I want you to start having a little think about where some of these strengths might lie within you. So we've got the passion, we've got this focus, this really amazing way of hyper-focusing on things that we're really passionate about. We can see the joy. We see the joy in the small things. Very often we're soul-led. That means our intuition is very strong and we kind of know where we want to go. We've got uniqueness. And when I say creativity, that doesn't have to just be art. It could be in any way that uniqueness wants to show up. You can be creative in, in business management. You can be creative as a lawyer. It's your uniqueness that is the power. We're incredibly resourceful and resilient. We get up after knocks. We seek help. We know where to find things. We know how to go round the, through the back door. Our curiosity is very often what keeps us going and learning and wanting to learn new things and do new things. And even though I've talked about sort of overcomplicating things and overcompensating all sorts of things, sometimes we are so good at simplifying things and breaking things down because our brain needs that. Our brain needs to kind of de-simplify and make systems easier for us to understand. And sometimes the simplification to other people is like, how did you even get there? Like, how did you be, be able to break down such a complicated process and make this into something so easily understood? And that I believe is a really fantastic ADHD trait. We've got empathy and abundance and we like to create impact. We really like to create impact. We wanna really kind of push the boundaries and we want to make change. And that is why we are very often led with, you know, our justice seeking, our morals activists we want to see change we don't like unfairness and we want to be leveraging and we want to be harnessing these amazing traits yes they're they're very visible in people without ADHD but I do believe these are the strengths that we have and I've probably forgotten some and I've probably you know missed out some vital ones if there are any vital ones that you think I've missed out please put them in the chat again not one ADHD person is the same you know, we're all different and we all have different skill sets and abilities, but we do have certain things that do join the dots, which is why we can always spot another ADHD person. I know from myself, now that I had my diagnosis, it opened up a lot of things, you know, with a lot of my friends realized that, you know, they had ADHD as well. And it's because we connect very deeply with similar people. That's why when we have an ADHD community and a tribe, we don't have to we don't have to have the small talk. We just kind of know, we just go straight there. We talk about our trauma. We talk about our challenges, our difficulties. So I think when we're tapping into our ADHD gold, and especially from a business perspective, we are very good at spotting trends. We see things way ahead of others. We notice things. We see talent in people. We spot gaps in the market. We're very good at niching down. We innovate. We problem solve. We ask lots of questions. And when we ask lots of questions, we stop putting the pieces together and we stop planning and creating a picture in our mind that's probably not been thought of before or not been thought of in that way. So I'm going to go back again to hairdressers or a hair salon or a nail salon because you know this is these are businesses that are often thriving. But it's not anything complicated. But if you come in and you spotted a gap, 
and you're problem solving. You know, there's not a, there's not a special hook for handbags. So let's put a hook there. There's not a nice coffee machine. There's nowhere nice to wash our hands. You know, all these different things. You could be the best bloody hairdresser in your town because you've problem solved. You've asked questions. You've spotted trends. So utilize these whatever industry, whatever you want to be doing and never think you, you can ask too many questions because you can't and you can never be too curious and utilize that super fast thinking that you've got. And don't be afraid to, if you don't want to have meetings, don't have a meeting. If you need to do things differently, if you want to have a walking meeting, do that. Do things your way because that's when it works with ADHD. When you start mirroring neurotypical people or thinking everyone does a weekly meeting around the board table and it's like three hours long and that's what businesses do. No, no, no. I'm thinking, no, that is not good for the ADHD brain. That's going to suppress curiosity, creativity. That's going to just, no. So you need to do it your way. If you want to be a leader, lead your way because the people will follow, the money will follow, the customers will follow. And I want you to know that getting an ADHD diagnosis is really is that beginning because you have been deeply prepared for this moment and all your challenges and perceived failures and mistakes and feeling like you've gone backwards is all for this one moment. I always believe that we are where we're meant to be. You were never meant to be further ahead. You could be 50 and be like, I can't believe that I'm back here again, or I can't believe I'm starting my business at 50. This is, you know, people are thinking about retiring, you know, in our 50s and now I want to start all over again. It doesn't matter because your uniqueness is going to bring, bring it to the table. And then we've got, you know, I've been just talking then about all the sort of the business side, the creative side, but again, we need to go back to this incredible part of us that is empathy, sensitivity, compassion, this, this way we connect almost on a spiritual level with other people, that we're able to just to see things in people, this sensitivity that sometimes is to our detriment, you know, with rejection sensitivity, dysphoria, sometimes it can be very hard to handle. But that's why, you know, we can make amazing teachers. We can make amazing, anyone that works in a disadvantaged situation and um, helping people in a disadvantaged situation, this is when our compassion is fantastic. So we have to go back, okay, where am I being intentional? Where am I choosing? Where do I really want to work? Who do I really want to work with? How do I want to work? What do, what's my lifestyle? And how can I be of service? So are we going to go back to that life purpose? Like, what is my life purpose? Do I love helping people? Do I love connecting with people? Do I love creating? Do I love making music? Do I love innovating? Do I love connecting people? And we go back to our integrity, always our integrity. Because if we have nothing, I was recently at a, a school event and a, a speaker was there and he was an old you know, an old pupil, he was in his mid seventies and he'd, um, he was a judge and he'd gone through the ranks and all of that. And he, you know, worked on these huge cases and he was a, a massive judge that's just retired. And one of the kids asked him and said, what do I need to be to be a lawyer? You know, A-levels, this and that. He said, all you need in life is integrity and ask questions. Because that's it. 
And so I kind of think, you know what, if we stick to our authentic selves, we stick to that deep honesty and integrity within us and be guided by that, you can't lose. Yes, you might make mistakes, fine, but you just keep coming back to that. Where do you want to make a difference? Where do you want to make an impact? We're seeking the money, we're seeking the fame and the success, but we're forgetting everything else. We need to go back, what makes us content? Genuinely, I'm the most content I, I can ever be is when I'm walking the dog on my own. I've had a coffee, my kids have gone to school. I don't care about the weather. I may or may not be listening to a podcast. I've literally got that freedom. I'm in like in the woods near us. And that is my content space. And I, I wouldn't swap that for any money in the world. So where, where is that contentment and that fulfillment for you? Because whatever you're doing, if that is your energy every single day, the abundance will follow always. Because you can't not, the energy won't align. Because every day you're making these intentional choices to be content, to be fulfilled, to live in, with integrity, be of service. That is it. That is your blueprint. And then all the little things that you wrote at the beginning about all the different values and stuff what you know bringing that in because then everything else follows from that the success the money the growth the expansion always comes when we have realigned ourselves but it's an everyday little shift every single day choices that we make Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you found what you were looking for in this conversation and it's helped guide you towards some further self-healing, self-exploration, and most importantly, self-acceptance. And if you have enjoyed this conversation and would like to experience more of my work, such as access to exclusive live workshops and opportunities for group coaching sessions, connecting with other like-minded women, and a general feeling of belonging, please come and check out my monthly membership, the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Collective. I've made it as affordable as possible, and I offer you lots of resources and opportunities for connection and support from other women all around the world being diagnosed with ADHD later on in life. I'd absolutely love to see you there. All the details are in this episode's show notes or on my website, ADHDwomenswellbeing.co.uk. See you in the next episode.